The plunge is always scary, but taking it always pays off. So without succumbing to fear, let's dive in. All right, we're back. Second time in a week. Again, live from a foreign location. From Jerusalem this time. Live from the Holy Land. Um, hopefully less wind this time. Yeah, we're, we're indoors now. Well, maybe the wind was pleasant. They felt like they were on the beach with us. Could be. All right, I have two things that I want to uh, jump into, so let's just do it. One was the uh, Kavanaugh piece that we were discussing before. And the other one is the experience we just had and the, to reiterate the importance of tech. Uh, I don't know if people are interested in hearing about the tech again, but I think that it, it, it may be necessary. It's really important. Yeah, I think those are, those are both good topics. Uh, we could start with the Kavanaugh reiteration. Uh, uh, the Kavanaugh reiteration. Uh, all right, let's just jump in. So we've discussed before inspiration, Kavanaugh, um, and I guess if I were to define Kavanaugh, it's that there is actions that you do and then there is mindsets that you have and it seems like there is more pure um, mindsets to do actions in. So for example, let's say you were doing something, uh, a kindness for a, a poor person. You could do it and your heart could be filled with love for him um, where you, you're looking at him and you have complete empathy and complete love for him and, and you're doing this action and it feels so good to do it that way and you know that you're giving him love um, and then you could do the action hating him. You don't like him at all. You think he's stealing from you, and you still give him the same amount of money and maybe even the same smile. Let's say the same smile, because one argument for Kavanaugh is going to be that you perform better with the Kavanaugh. But let's say that now. You practice and you become this performer who could give the smile, give the dollar, but inside hate him, be wishing death upon him. Um, and I'm obsessed with Kavanaugh because... It feels so good when you feel good, you know, when you have Kavanaugh and you're doing it for the right reason and you feel so open. Um, and like I've said before, that, that seems to be something that I, I want to pursue. And it seems more honest to act from true intention. Whereas the other guy who hates the homeless guy, he's giving him money. It seems, isn't that dishonest? He hates him and yet he has the smile on. Um, and yet I think we touched on last time that I think that sometimes wanting to have Kavanaugh the desire to be acting out of Kavanaugh is uh, misleading and not necessary. And I, I got a moment again where I thought that. And I just wrote down on my phone, just do the right. And I don't know what right is. I put that in parentheses. And I don't know if that's even the right actions. Um, and don't worry at all about Kavanaugh. So what do you think about that statement? Well, I, it's obviously very vague. And you said you put right in parentheses. And so let's go through because I wrote it and I want to I want to have a, a statement, you know, that I can make about it. Stop focusing on the Kavanaugh. Just focus on the right in parentheses actions. You know what to do. So I think that that's follow up on what I meant by right. And we could talk about that. It doesn't matter if you have the right Kavanaugh in the moment, if you have the right actions. And then I put in parentheses, even the extremes, question mark. Yeah. So I think this this comes down to the definition of Kavanaugh. Because a lot of people would say that the right kavanah is just knowing that you're doing the right action. Not necessarily 
uh, this is like another level of kavana maybe which is where you're you're feeling it to your core and really meaning it mm. uh, but uh, you know like the whole debate in the you know the halachic debate mitzvah I don't think they really I mean I don't know maybe they did really mean kavana kavana mm. but it's also just possible that they meant like if a guy eats matzah on Pesach and he doesn't even know it's Pesach you just have to know that you're doing it because okay. it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but if he's doing it because he knows it's the right thing to do, that might already be sufficient, sufficient kavana. kavana. So I'm making it very gradient. Do you need any kavana? Yeah. And maybe even a morsel of kavana is sufficient. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the full embodied yeah. kavana. And then more kavana is better, but but any kavana is more than sufficient. More That's than like a, already a, it's a great thing. More than sufficient, but the real emphasis should be on the actions, regardless of if I want to make a finite, a final statement about if you need an, even a morsel of kavana, your overwhelming focus, and I think you want to make a distinction, should be on the actions. Yeah, so that so that's interesting. Is it is it about the result, which is then when you would say it's about the action because the action breeds the result, or is it about, and that's the external result, mm-hmm. or is it about let's call it the internal result. Right. And if you have these moments of beautiful kavana, there's an internal change that happens to you yeah. from those moments. But if but externally nothing changes. Externally, there's no difference as if you had less kavana. Right. But there might be something to say that in the case where you have a weaker kavana and you still do it because it's the right thing, that could have just as strong of an internal result, just a different right. result. But that's still having an internal result. So even putting aside the external result, that that's something to consider. And then the, so the fact that you're not feeling like doing it presents even a better opportunity uh, or a different kind of opportunity. Yeah, you're conquering your 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 uh, willpower. You're shaping your mind. You're training yourself how to think. Right, the dog can only be trained if he does something wrong, and then you hit him, or you tell him no, or you you know lead him to do the right thing with a treat. If he doesn't do the wrong thing, he can't learn. If he doesn't never shat indoors, and then you know he might never know. Now he has to shit suddenly. He's going to go indoors because mm. he never he doesn't know it's a bad thing. Right. So you have to train the mind in, in that way. Mm. You can't expect to always have good kavana. You're you're going to have to train yourself. Right. Okay. Right. So, but but I don't have to make an extreme statement that even if I have negative kavana, that that's sufficient. You know, like yeah, let's, so say, let's say you want to kill him. Let's say you gave him food on the extremes, and that's what I meant by the extremes. You gave him food because you wanted to poison him, but yeah. the food happened to not be poison, and it ended up being great food for him to eat. Yeah. You don't get a mitzvah in that case, even no, though no you mitzvah. created a good external result. Okay, but the internal result was horrible. Right. And the internal result was worse. The bad from the inter- internal result way outweighs the good from the external result. And let's take but shade. Sh- okay. He just got a little food, but... But now you're filled with anger. You're trying to poison people. Right. You're already... Right. Okay. So let's take the... Because you thought you were doing one thing. That case isn't so good because you thought you were killing him and you did something good. But assuming... Let's say you were giving him food because you want to... You want to... You need him for something. Business, something. You're giving him a gift. You're trying to lure him. You're not trying to hurt him at the end of it. But you have a selfish motivation for doing a good thing. Yeah. you know, and then you could take even more gradient levels of that. Like, he's your friend, and you want to continue mm-hmm. to strengthen your bond, and you're buying a gift for him to strengthen yeah. the bond. There's some selfish aspect of it, your motivation. Yeah. It's always going to come down to some selfish aspect. Right. 
and, and even if you if you train yourself to do it out of love with uh, metta pavna meditation, loving lo- loving kindness meditation, you're still doing it to please yourself to give yourself that uh, euphoria. Right, so I think that those cases are cases where I would come down and see people that were doing good things for other people, but out of selfish motivation, self-image, or whatever it is, and be judgmental of them. Um, and I think that that might be a mistake. That, that in that instance, there's no. They know it's a good thing to do. They're doing it. Of course, you know, and that's it. Of course, they don't want to do it. They don't want to spend money on on him. You know, they're yeah. doing it, and that's sufficient. And that that is a mitzvah. And it's not the case. I'm not. And right. they did make him feel good. Right. Doesn't matter how they made him feel good. They made him feel good, and they could. They plan to continue making him feel good. Right. Uh, I I would say there there is something that can be judged. I wouldn't judge them just negatively as a bad person. There's just the matter, and this is this is a true or false question or a statistics question. By behaving like this, by do, doing good for him in this way, are they more or less likely to to improve their own well being? What's the expected payout of behaving this way versus of behaving the other way? And that's something that everyone always has to consider when we act or when it could we plan. be that having better kavana, doing the actions that have better kavana, will might be better for yourself. You better things, uh, right? But but we're but you're but you're still. You're good. You're more than good with the other. With, with yeah, sure. By doing the action, you're still being a, a nice person. The 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 point where I would think people start judging them is if they're doing the good, and you know that there's really no kindness in their heart. So it's dangerous. They're a psychopath, and they could screw this person over at any point. And so by feeling good and strengthening the bond between the two, the friend is becoming more endangered. Because now he's, you know, the, the psychopath doesn't care about this person. It doesn't well matter at all. if there's love in his heart at all. As long as he keeps doing the good actions, though, that's no. the point. If you're, if you're a slave to the actions, you have this guy, right, who he believes you have to be kind to everybody always. Yeah. He hates everybody. He only wants to survive, but he's accepted as law that he needs to always be kind. What does yeah. it matter what his kavanah is? It doesn't, and that's, and that's pretty safe. Mm-hmm. But if you have a person who temporarily thinks I want to win this guy over so I could get into his house and s- steal all his money and rape his children mm-hmm. then obviously we would say, uh, I, w- I mean I would say that was, that's, uh, that's bad mm-hmm. and so there I guess there's this distinction between being able to trust the good not that the person means the good and the, the person meaning the good is an easy way to know you could trust them which is why we're biased towards that mm-hmm. but if there are other ways to trust the good then sure by swearing to actions. Yeah, but if but if there's a person who's doing good, but you know that you can't trust that good. As long as I don't have a a bad intention at the end, the end of my trail. Yeah, or or you, yeah, your intentions currently aren't bad, but we know that they could very easily turn bad. Right. Right. Like you're some you're to giving you're giving someone a gun who right now doesn't want to rob you, but in ten minutes is going to be met with some sudden urge to rob you. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't you shouldn't give him give him the power in the first place. Okay, so on an individual, right? But this is my this is what I was saying. Why I'm so why I'm feeling more against kavana. I think that wanting to do it out of the right kavana, I was saying this is selfish. It's making the kind act that you're doing for someone else about the way that it makes you feel inside, and you become addicted to the good feeling of the kavana, and then you only do it when it aligns, and you don't do it. It doesn't come from any kind of ideal about the, the other person. Yeah. Okay, but that's that's just as selfish if not less selfish as 
if it's at most as selfish or if not or less selfish as most of the other kinds of ways that people are doing good doing good to win over the friend uh doing good for to strengthen the bond that's very it's very similar it's not it's 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 almost hedonistic you think it's a momentary pleasure yeah and the fact that you'll only do it in the moment when you have kavana shows that there's no ideal to the action you don't actually care about the ideal you care about the feeling it takes something that was supposed to be outward oriented and turns it inward oriented. Mm-hmm. You just need you just need to do good for, you know, other people. It's an ideal that you have. It's something that you believe about the world, you know, and then you don't have to get any feeling from it. Yeah. You made a decision and you're going to make actions that align with it. There's going to be moments where you're going to want to screw people over. There's going to be moments where you have, where you don't feel at all like being a nice person. There's going to be moments where you're fed up. It's not more honest to align to the kavanah in those moments and do the things. It's better to, to operate from the ideal. Yeah, um, there's two things that, I, that I'm uh, noticing here. So one, that's, well, this is the type of good that's, I think, trustable. Because even if you're... You're, the whole argument you're making right now is trustable. I want to do good even when I don't feel it. So one, that's obvious. so of course you should tell yourself that this isn't a bad type of good, and so you should always do it, for sure. Okay. So there's no problem with you saying that you don't need to feel it strongly in the moment. Um, number two is that I lost my train of thought. So what what was the argument that I was making that? I want to decide on an ideal, and then I want to just do actions and not care about the way that I feel. The, the, having love attached to it in that moment be irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, so you're saying, one, it's, tr- it's trustable. Yeah, so one that's definitely trustable. I can't remember the second one now. Gotcha. But, but this, so that's what's driving me to think that the kavana is deceptive almost, that it's not uh, really at all about the kavana. Okay, I got the second one. You could, I, I, I don't necessarily think this is the case, but you could see the argument that it's safer to other people if, you, if, you're, if you're honest, if you, you know, show yourself openly. Because now they know they could always trust you. When you're not, uh, you know, when you, you're only nice to them when you actually feel that you want to be nice to them, you have no, you know, ulterior motives, and when you don't want to be nice to them, you show it. You're not trying to, to yeah. charm them. So that's what I always thought. Okay, good. So I want to c- combat that argument. So the argument is it's still somewhat untrustworthy. The other one feels more trustworthy because I know it's always honest. If he's nice, it's because he likes me. If it's, But he li- I like you. You know, I'm not going to like you in every single moment. It's more honest to be married to an ideal that's more core than the fleeting way that I feel. The fleeting way that I feel is not honest. Acting in in congruence to something that's inherently not stable is not more honest than acting uh, in congruence with something that's more stable and closer to you. Like, who am I? Am I the way that I feel in that one moment when I'm tired and hungry and it's honest to act that way? Or when I'm fearful, that's more me than the ideals that I develop after taking long on hard thoughts about who I am and who I want to be? So I think that's the Jewish message is, figure out who you are and what your ideals are and then just create actions and you only act towards the actions the kavanaz is a is a pleasant feeling that reminds you that by the way this is why this is a good thing to do but it's not it's like proof it's like we said inspiration it's like a prophecy but it's not uh, needed yeah so 
I do see a world where those two could be merged, or or not a world of a personality mm-hmm. where those two could be merged, right? So you're you're hungry, you're tired, you're cranky. So you could just say to everyone, you know, get the fuck away. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Just be a dick. When someone comes to talk to me at an event, I don't like them. Never liked them. So I could just snub them completely yeah. and not care about their feelings. But maybe there's a nice way to still be honest and say the same thing. I mean, if you if there's a person you don't like, I don't know. It's a tough. That's a more difficult situation. But if you're tired and hungry, you could just say, "I don't um, like them," but I could still give them a good smile and just pass good energy because I believe that that's what you should do to yeah. everyone. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I like you. Who said it means yeah. that? It just means that that's who I am. That's what I do. Yeah. It's interesting. It's because uh, Yosef's brothers, they were praised for being, for being honest. honest and not uh, behaving this way. But we don't really know, you know. I don't know what what, it, what they meant by that. Yeah, I always love that idea that they weren't echad ba echad ba lev that they were honest. I yeah. always said that. I <laughs> love it. We're a little a little socially off, so we just want to be able to to tell people to their faces. I hated seeing people that are fake. It really, if you hear me arguing this action side, it's because I really feel very strongly on the other side, and maybe I feel like I need to balance the scales. I hate it. They say, be polite. It's like, why? I'm not polite. I don't want to be polite. I don't like it. It's fake. Why am I going to live in accordance with these standards? Also, from my perspective, and maybe this isn't how most people want want, uh, interactions to go, like if I'm talking to someone and they don't want to talk to me, I'd rather they just tell me than than pretend and dance around. Right. I mean, there's There's another way also that you're so able to manipulate your kavana and your internal state, and I think we'll, we move in this direction, that in that moment you notice that you don't want to talk to him, and then you're able to change your state yeah. um, using your practice and kavana training, which we discussed in the past, to feel love for him because that's a value that you, you do your metapana, and now you feel love again, um, and you were able to detach from whatever things were making you not. You feel disgust. You go, oh, I feel disgust, curious. You don't act out of disgust. You don't react. You settle, and you could act and continue with the action. So that might be an even higher level where you continue to be able to summon empathy. You know, you see a poor person, you don't feel any empathy. Um, you hate him. But you first of all have the rule, be kind to everyone, and your actions are your guidebook. You have your manual. And two, um, you're easily able to summon. You go, ooh, I noticed disgust. That's weird. Why should I feel disgust? This is a poor person. Boom, call in empathy. Now you could yeah. do it with Kavana. So I wonder if if you do uh, metta pavna meditation frequently enough, like could I just do like a thirty second meditation when I'm like you know noticing disgust and suddenly feel? I am in thirty seconds. It's instant. Ten, you instant. Could summon the f- just summon the feeling of uh, empathy and wishing them well and well being and wishing them happiness and wishing them, you know, that their greatest hopes be fulfilled. There's two things on the side of kavana that I hear. One is is the good feeling that it, it internally brings, and that's what draws us to it. Um, honesty, that's maybe three. The hedonistic good feeling. The desire to be honest, which I'm combating a little bit by saying it's not honest to act in accordance, but honesty. And then, oh, the third one was the most important, and I just lost it. Um, honesty, oh. And then the fact that if you do something with kavana, it, you think it will be done better. Because... Uh, if I'm my express purpose is to share love, yeah. then I'm going to do a better job sharing love than if I'm actually feeling love, than if I'm acting as if I feel love. But it might not be true. That, I think, is a myth, I and I've said that before. True. I mean, the photographer was telling us today, what do you think about that? 
I said before that I've t- done takes on the mic that I felt and not felt and not seen any difference. I know people that could look in your eyes and smile and make you feel love, and is no way that they summon love with that uh, kind of frequency. Um, or maybe they do. There's models who, who, there's people that you could look at and be blown away by the beauty yeah. that they portray while being hideous inside. They could, yeah, so you don't tr- you say so you like that you want people to be like that. I think that's scary. It's dangerous. I don't want to interact with people that could charm me so easily when they're not feeling it. It's just a fact. You don't need to have Kavanaugh to do a good job. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's just a f- I think that it's misleading. You think that you perform better, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. You just felt better. You felt better. So if your goal is to help someone, you think like, oh, I need the Kavanaugh, but like it's not true. You need the Kavanaugh for a selfish reason, but not to, ha- not to make someone feel good. Yeah. You could go think of anyone that does good things, right? Let's say you visit old people frequently or anyone like that, right? They don't always have Kavanaugh. The reason they're able to do it is because they accepted that the Kavanaugh is not so important and it's not about the way that yeah. they feel. And I think that the way that, that I lean towards is that I want to do good when I feel good, but I don't always want to do good and it limits the amount of good that I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I think we we could we could find an area where we both definitely agree, uh, and that's like the end goal, right? The if you could control your mindset, fantastic. We agree on that. The so you should have rules not to do the action, but you should have rules to put yourself into the state to do the action. So you're at a party and and you're not feeling so good. You don't want to partake in the excitement. Put your make yourself excited. Do you even agree that that's the ideal? If you could do that. Do you think there's any value to the Kavanah? I think that, yeah, yeah. I believe that the ideal is that you feel complete Kavanah in every single action and every single moment um, and that you've become so pure um, internally that you have access to this Kavanah, like we said. I 100% agree. And then, but I think that that's impossible. And I think that to wait for that is very, very deceptive. And I think that you you need to realize that actions are first, have a way higher priority than Kavana. If you had to weigh the two of them, actions would be, you know, like, you need to do the actions. That's just the requisite. You can't even be in the conversation if you're someone that can't repeatedly summon action. You could have all the good Kavanas and, like, I, I think that... I'm obsessed. I think that I access states inside of me that are on the highest level. But at the end of the day, if I can't bring it out into action, it's it's worthless. It's just a uh, masturbation, like we said, internal. Like you know, you could ha- intellectualize everything and have every good idea, but at the end of the day, the actions are, are the the prerequisite. Now, once you have the actions, um, you want to have kavana, and so I think the distinction that you made was great. Is that there's really two different types of mitzvah good that you could do in the world. There's ben adam lachaverah which is your interaction with the external world. And in all of those cases, and Ben Adam Lamakam, your interaction with your internal state or something like that. And in all of those cases, um, and in all of those cases, okay, sorry, we just had a, a visitor that wasn't Big Bird, so I got thrown off. Ben Adam Lachaverah and Ben Adam Lamakam. In the Ben Adam Lachaverah case, it doesn't matter what your kavanah is. You do the actions, or maybe it doesn't matter. In the moment, matter. in the short term, in the, with a short term perspective. You Whether need... you receive that pleasure or not is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. the consequences. Right. Good. In the long term, it does matter because whether you have the kavanah or not could continue to shape how you behave in the future. 
And like we said, there are different types of kavanah, and it might just be just as important. Here's a good, I got you, okay. Good. And then there's the ben adam makom, where you need, where kavanah is everything, because there is nothing except for the kavanah. You're in this dialogue with God. If you don't, are not in dialogue with him, then you're just simply not in dialogue. You, you, there's nothing, you can't do an act. And even there, though, we've actionified it. Go to shul three times a day. You're not going to always yeah. access the kavanah, but but actions still do reign. But the end goal of all of those actions is kavanah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that arena, you have the opportunity to continue to readdress and retrain your kavanah by focusing on the things that matter, affirming your commitment to a greater picture, and um, working on the kavanahs that will lead to the actions in the ben adam lachavera. Now, what were you saying about the ben adam lachavera in terms so of the, I, I the make long this distinction. Term, Every Ben Adam has a component of Ben Adam Makom in it, right? Because it's external, but it's also still internal. The only reason you're really doing it is because of your Ben Adam Makom. Uh, Why say are you that, so yeah. committed to these actions? What's going to continue to bind you to these yeah, actions? Because of your spiritual journey. It's only because of whatever work you do in the Ben Adam Makom arena, your Tamu Torah, your yeah. conversation with, uh, with whatever it is that you're trying to be a part of. So if, there is, if that's absent, then maybe you're lucky enough that you accepted the right actions from a teacher or something like that. And there are yeah. simple people maybe that are like that. And then they don't necessarily need the Kavanah because the Kavanah is just adherence. Um, but they won't reach their own spiritual highs. And if the teachings are at all crooked, um, or if there's loopholes in the action guidebook that they receive, they'll be led astray eventually. They're going to be doing some. A lot of the actions they do are yeah. going to be great, and, but they're not going to have the capacity to understand exactly how to execute the actions mm-hmm. and how to apply them because they there's no source. They're disconnected from the source of why do these actions. So to clarify on what I was trying to say, I think it goes both ways, right? You could say, so you're doing Ben Adam Makom to enable you to do Ben Adam better, for sure. Good. But I also want to say that you're doing Ben Adam to enable you to do Ben Adam Makom better, or not enable you to do Ben Adam Makom better. The action of Ben Adam contains a Ben Adam Makom component to it. By doing the action, you improve your own self as well. Right. You give charity, whether you had kavanah or not, whether you had a large kavanah or a small kavanah. I don't know about no kavanah whatsoever. If it was an accident, if it fell out of your pocket. But regardless of the degree of the kavanah, it also shapes you as a person. And that's what I call ben adam makom. It's a, it's a, you know, spiritual. It affirms your, first of all, it affirms your commitment to all of the work that you've done in your ben adam makom moments. Yeah. So you could come up with the philosophy, but without executing it in action, yeah. then it's just empty. You could access a great state of empathy, but if you can't put it into actions, then it's empty. It yeah. doesn't help anyone. Um, and then for whatever degrees you could access kavanah in those moments, in the real world, now when you come back to the Ben Adam Makom, you start to find it more and more. Mm-hmm. And maybe the ultimate hope is, yeah, that they start spilling, bleeding into each other fully, that all of the work you do, Ben Adam Makom, all your prayer, your meditation, all the work that you're doing inside starts to now spill into the actions and you start to see even more and more moments of Kavanah in your actions. And the fact that you've been committed to these actions make uh, a realness to who you are and, and give you the opportunity in those moments when you're doing the internal work to know that you're authentic to these ideals and that the true you is in the, those moments that, where you're doing the Ben Adam Lacan work. So what's the true goal? You, you said that they mesh together so there could be an independent goal or 
Ben Adam Lachaverah could be the goal, or Ben Adam Lamakom is the goal. What's the what's the the true purpose, right? Are we going for the greatest spiritual highs, and Ben Adam Lachaverah enables that? Are we going for the true uh, impact on the world, and Ben Adam Lamakom enables that? Or is there some third thing that the two both feed into? Hmm. I can't, let's argue. Let's argue all the sides. I'll just pick. You pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, th- I think the... Ben Adam Lachavero is the only one that matters. That's an easy one to argue. Sure. Okay, Ben Adam Lachavero is the only one that matters. So you'd say you're... In reality, you're meaningless. It's your own selfish desires that want to feel good the same way that we jerk off and eat and pursue pleasures. But all that really matters is how you impact the rest of the world. If you're truly selfless, and that's something to pursue. But that creates some kind of external goal, which I don't yeah, know that which, we've ever accepted... Yeah, I think it's a little radical. I think the world builds out from within. My perception is my reality. I think I'm going to answer, and maybe it's a cop-out answer. It doesn't really matter. So why does Chavirot matter? Why does Chavirot matter? No, not that Chavirot doesn't matter. Right, okay, so why does Chavirot matter at all? Yeah. That's the bigger question. I think that we would hit from like a selfish perspective. Yeah. You know, so you would say that Chavira only matters because it's gonna, it's a code that that'll fuel a better internal state and really so it's going it that's the only Lachon. thing. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be the easiest argument I think for us to make. So if I could go sit under a tree and become the Buddha and, or go into a cave, become the or Buddha go and go into a virtual anyone, reality. Or go into a virtual reality and feel pure eternal bliss. And do kindness. Yeah. No, but let's say I didn't do kindness. Let's say it was just... But I want to take the one where you're in the VR. You're doing kindness, but not to humans, not to conscious beings. Because now you put even whatever piece you had of it. Yeah. Does it only matter that it impact people? No, well, if it's not impacting anyone else, it's impacting yourself. So it's about the eternal bliss. Right. So there you would say it's about the eternal bliss. So if someone to accept that would have to... Right. You would say it doesn't. It can't be that way. It could be that way. Maybe that is all that matters. And if we had VR and technology like that, then we, we should employ it. It's, pl- it's possible. But we but don't it, have it technology. Would never, like that. It would never really do the internal work unless it was a real other. Maybe. That's what someone yeah. would argue. In, even the VR case, you, yeah. you know that it's real or not real. But if you could be deceived, then it would be fine. Yeah. I mean, you also have to think about maybe the future's eternal bliss. <laughs> the future's bliss. Like, are you going to have children... How many children are we going to have if we're just hooked up to machines all day? Will the machines be able to sustain us permanently, or is the world well, going to crash? Yeah. Too much. Okay, but it's a technical argument. So you're just saying the internal state's the only thing that matters. If you're the Buddha, you could go meditate under the tree, and it doesn't matter. And then the other side is we have It's all the actions that matter. Your internal state doesn't matter at all. It's all a servant of your ability. It's all necessary in terms of your ability to serve. Where in this world, we have an obligation to do actions to live for the greater good. And I don't know where that obligation comes from. Yeah. But you need to behave a certain way in this world. And the only real way to be able to do it, like we said, to empower your actions is this internal state um, is going having this relationship with this with this greater picture with this greater good? But I don't that that argument is interesting because the the source you're quoting the Jewish texts they still say that you're serving is a combination of serving Ben Adam Lachom and Ben Adam Lachaverah. They don't say that praying is only important to enable you to do Chaverah. They think that serving God in and of itself is something important, no matter how it. I'll leave whatever the source is, yeah. but but it, let, let's just take the argument that Tamu Torah is only useful in terms of its ability to b- bring to action. 
Yeah. But then what is it that then requires what, action from yeah. us? Yeah, what are we trying to do with this action? Who cares about the action if it's not going to make our lives better? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to believe that there's a, a, some kind of uh, ethical responsibility or some kind of responsibility that yeah. it, w- it would be hard to figure out where that comes from. Yeah, and, and then if there is some real utilitarianism, uh, a utilitarian uh, morality, mm-hmm. moral code, then maybe you could say that you should sacrifice your own well-being if you could sufficiently boost other, uh, you know, conscious beings' well-being. Right. Okay, so I have another thing that I wrote down, and, and I think it, it taps there, right? So now you're saying what degree of self-sacrifice is necessary, right? Yeah. Um, but that's only if you accept this moral code. Yeah, okay. So we have both sides, though, just to, to, leave, to wrap that one. And is, is there that, a third one that we could find? And then is there a third one that we could find? So let's try to hit the third one. The third one is... It's a, something that, that, that is It's a merging to, of the two. Actions yeah. and, and you, and the best you, the development of the best you together is a third category yeah I, I don't know you have any ideas about what it would be I don't I don't think so I think one of them needs to be important and then no I actually take fine I take the third no I do take the third they're both you can't have one without the other if you just it's okay, attain bliss third. under I the tree oh, okay. if you just attain bliss under the tree it's meaningless it's ultimately meaningless um, if you just did good actions, but you were a horrible person, what does that mean? You're a horrible person, but you had your heart was filled with hate. You never, but but you had met, it sworn to these words because your father gave them. No, to no, you. no. Let's not say your heart is filled with hate. Let's say you do good actions, but you're filled with suffering. Okay, fine. Don't take it too extreme. Why? But okay, you do good actions because you had been commanded to, and you have an ordinary life. There's yeah. no real connection to anything beyond you. you. You believe that you were commanded to do good for others. It's just your code. Yeah, and um, you believe you were commanded to do good by, uh, you, uh, by a cruel God that wants you to suffer. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't going to take it that far. Just anything. It doesn't matter. There's no greater. You haven't attained anything inside. It's a, it not, I don't know what's inside. All right, whatever. That, so you do a lot of good, but really inside, there's been no progress. You suffer just as much as anyone else, and it hasn't done anything, and it doesn't, it's not part of anything. It's just a, you happen to do good actions. Right, let's take, take this case. Someone just triggered to do good actions, just as instinct. I don't know. What's going mind. on consciously. <laughs> so it's very hard to understand why someone would just do good actions without having, having that. So you would just say, so argue it's impossible. Yeah. You would argue that both are impossible without the other. And either, that would be the case. Either, either is impossible yeah. without the other. And therefore, you can't have one okay. without the other. And both will get capped if without the tubes have to fill up somewhat at the same pace. Otherwise, you're going to be hamstrung. It's like if one leg is stronger than the other, you're not going to be able to keep squatting more. Yeah, I, and I actually, I really like that because we always say the Buddha was filled with loving, loving compassion. So we say, then he wasn't really the Buddha. He's filled with these human emotions that he's slave to. But really, maybe what they're saying is that it's impossible. You can't reach enlightenment without being filled with, without having the goodness to other people, without the actions to other people, without the loving, Correct. loving compassion. They're saying that's what happens at the top. And rationally, that, that like, is not so obvious. It doesn't, like, stare out at us, but it could be true. It is. No, I think it's pretty obvious. If you're hateful, you, you're not going to reach the highest heights of... of no, not, no, not if you're hateful. Of course, if you're hateful, then you're not free from emotion. Right. What if you're just indifferent? Doesn't exist. I don't think that's enlightenment. It's not like, okay, you turn yourself into a rock. Right. But apathy. Why is that desirable? Right. 
Okay, so you, you freed yourself from suffering, but you also freed yourself from joy. Do you think the, the Buddha also felt tremendous rage and hate? And that's part of being the Buddha? No, I don't think so. He never felt it? Why not? It boils, think, and then he just allows it, and it just passes through in a wave of... of uh, no, he, he ha- maybe he has felt it, but I think what makes him the Buddha is that he had... He always ex- he's always present to all of it, and and being present enables him to control his mental state. And where that always lands is accepting always lands back at yeah. the same place. No, Maybe so if he feels is. anger and then steps back and accepts the anger. It brings him right back to love and compassion. Step back, right? He he leans into the anger. He drives right into it, and it it, it vanishes. So it's a huge burst. And then, boom, it just settles in this beautiful yeah. state. I don't know about what you mean by lean into it. I think a more a step back. Not lean in, let go. Yeah. yeah he, it's, he flies. He but, but when I feel anger, I try to grab the walls. And then the anger is boiling and bubbling. And then all of a sudden, it just explodes in this flash because I'm so afraid of what the anger will feel like. Instead of being able to just whoosh, and it'll just wash in this beautiful way of feeling. No, it feels like anger, but then boom, it's just like, it's gone. I don't don't quite know what you mean, but maybe you're you're the next Buddha. No, you know what I mean. You experience an emotion. Yeah. The emotion is a chemical in your body. Okay. It's a powerful feeling. So now it's not what we normally feel. You feel fear, right? Okay. These are scary feelings. So the instinct is to repel the feeling, to try to hide it, to try to, to mark it as undesirable. To subdue it. To subdue it and try to overpa- overcome it, you, even if you use the word step back. What I think is what happens is, is that it washes over you, you become completely aware of the way that it feels, and then because, and, and that's a, being aware of what that feels like, fear is a real experience, but because you're not fighting it, it's done, it did its thing, it passes. Um, and you then you all land is somewhere else. You, all the emotion is asking of you is to feel it, fully sp- f- feel it. And if you if you feel it, it'll pass. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't I don't know if that I like. It doesn't seem that's exactly what they're teaching. It could be they don't no, make it so clear what they're teaching. It will pass. It doesn't have to pass instantly. Okay, but by saying it too will pass, already I think brings you behind the emotion, brings you further in. Brings you deeper, brings you But you, you back. experience. The goal is to experience it. Is to experience it. It's it's to not develop an aversion. That's the whole point. Yeah. If you fight it, you create an aversion, which is the trapped negative emotion in this physiological mm-hmm. ball in your body. Yeah. And now it's trapped because you didn't let it move somewhere. You didn't yeah. want to feel the way it felt in your belly, the anger or the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So now it's all locked up and calloused because you were afraid to feel it. And if you start just feeling it, everything open and it'll pass really quickly. And even if it doesn't, it just is. And then you land uh, back. That's where the Buddha lands at this place where all of those emotions ultimately lead to great empathy would be the claim. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so a third argument. You can't do one without the other, though. So uh, let's recap the three. One, it's only about the actions. At the end of the day... You have to do good actions in this world. You have a, a, a pull pulling you towards good actions, a commandment to do good actions. And the Tamu Torah is useful only in so much as it brings you to do good actions. And you probably wouldn't be able to do good actions without it because you would get misled. Um, other side. 
it's all about this internal beautiful state. You don't want to be a hateful person, but the only way to reach these true beautiful states is to be a good person. Um, but really, the commandment is about your internal state. And then option three, you can't build one without the other. It's impossible to reach the best internal states without doing good actions um, because the only landing place of a true connection of Ben Adam Lamakom is good action. And you can't do good um, actions without having that also. I don't think option three is necessarily incompatible with options uh, one and two. I think you could say both option one and option three are true. Or both option two and option three are true, right? As a to truly do the good actions, maybe you need Ben Adam Lamakom. Or to truly get the Ben Adam Lamakom, you need the good actions. So okay. option three is really uh, to fill the meter completely. But the goal is not to fill the meter completely. It's to fill both meters simultaneously. Because neither neither meter can be full while the other is not empty. even full. You're going to stunt your growth very yeah. early on. Yeah. If there's no actions, you could have all these thoughts, but at the end of the day, you know you're a liar. You know that they're thoughts that aren't translating. You know they're not changing you. And you know that whatever state you're doing is just engaging it in a hedonistic way, that nothing about what you're discovering is true. And if you're just doing good actions, but you don't care at all about them, um, then you are also, uh, you know, you know that you can't, it can't be sustained. You're going to stop wanting to do these good actions. And uh-huh. So the, the analogy then would be, if you could do a one-legged squat, however much you could squat, if you use both legs, you'll be able to squat a little more. And if one of the legs is significantly, significantly weaker than the other leg, then that means that you're going to see faster growth on the weaker leg. And so to boost your overall squat, which is the combination of these two then, of the two legs. Just to find the meter that's weaker. You the find the, weaker. the weaker one, which is going to grow faster. Okay. okay. And I notice myself that I'm strong... I've done a lot of work on Kavana of late, and maybe it's just that that lately I haven't thought as much about action. I think we've been uh, everything we're talking about is about action, but I think yeah. that that's uh, the weaker leg. So I guess what I have to just keep telling myself is that I think you have to separate the two. So now this is this is in a more practical way. There's tefillah, and then there's good actions, and they're both a mandatory part of your day. You know, and they need to be both worked on, you know, like engaged in actively. And I guess through action, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you've made progress in Kavanah, then you could use the Kavanah to enable action. So we, when see, possible. we really split. So I think I've been working on my Ben Adam Makom and I should work on my Ben Adam Chavero. Is that what I'm saying? I'm not sure if that's what I'm saying. I think that action is, is really a separate category, kind of, because action is is... Is not Ben Adam Lakom or Ben Adam Lachavera. It's uh, there's mitzvot that are, it's like saying mitzvot. There's mitzvot that are Ben Adam Lakom and there are mitzvot that are Ben Adam Lachavera. Mitzvot are actions. That's the different definition. Yeah, that's of the definition of mitzvah. Commandments, actions. Yeah, so you're saying more stability, doing the mitzvah even without kavana, so that one there is a result. Work on your Ben Adam Lakom and your Ben Adam Lakom work time. No problem. But during your... Not work time. Yeah, not kavana time. You, you just do the actions. It's not yeah, relevant. Yeah. You're not completely off the hook. Not completely yeah. off the hook, but you, you have to do the actions. There's just nothing... 
no excuse not to do the actions. The kavanah is a is a separate piece. It, it'll it'll emerge in its time, but it, to work don't like don't conflate the two. Yeah, uh, I guess it's like if you're uh, if you're going to the gym, you're in the gym. Do your workout good. When you're not in the gym, you could still take the stairs, and it's good for you. You should be taking the stairs. You should try not to sit in the chair for too long because uh, it's bad for your body. So even when it's not your allotted time, I guess you could still you should still realize that you could you could put in time and it, it'll be a more efficient uh, path to well-being by using the time that's that's not necessarily allotted to it. So I think efficiency is is misleading. That's what I was trying to, to say. I think that's a common thing that I say. It's not so much about efficiency. It's not worth obsessing over the most efficient way of doing it. It might be more efficient to have the two bleed into each other, but isolating them and doing them separately will inevitably be more efficient. So it, by trying to you know, merge actions and, and you know, and working them all together could be a challenge. Don't worry so much about the kavanah. Don't worry so much about your state in the time that you're working on these actions because the actions of Ben Adam Lechavero stand, are standalone and have value in their own right. Yeah, so is the goal for the two pillars to merge seamlessly when they're ready? Or are you saying forever they stay apart? No, the goal is eventually for them to merge. But don't rush. They're going to merge on their own. If you keep practicing, eventually it's going to happen. The actions, actions definition mitzvah, something like that. There's mitzvot that are ben adam makom and mitzvot that are ben adam So first of all, you have to do the mitzvot. You have to do the actions. The kavanah will get added to the actions through the work that you do ben adam makom. That's going to ultimately add kavanah. Um, it's, a, it's a symptom of having done good work ben adam makom. But, it doesn't nece- but doing the mitzvot are, it does not necessitate having the kavanah. Doing the mitzvah does not necessitate having the kavanah. For sure, 100%. Right. Okay, so but you're saying, you're saying that we shouldn't... Eventually they will, though. It'll merge because uh-huh. of the work that you're doing with Ben Adam But you're saying we don't need a rush to make the merge happen. It's going to happen naturally. It's a mitzvah on its own. Uh-huh. No, but it still could be a great mitzvah. Oh, to merge it's great. Them. It's beautiful when they merge. Okay. They will merge, yeah. But you're sa- you're, the, the specific point you were making is you don't need a rush to merge them. Like the typing. Right, Exactly. They will merge on their own eventually in their own time. Correct. Okay, so the last thing... Did, did I do the sum up yet? No. We had some kind of technical difficulties. All right, so let's sum up the three categories. We have... Oh, we did. We did. We did do that already? Sorry, yeah. viewers. Something, another technical difficulty that stripped us of beautiful audio. And um, we're going to try to recreate that for you. Uh, not even recreate. We're going to have a new moment now that's going to be even better. Um, so I wrote down here... Yehimamon um, chavercha... Have your friend's money be dear to you as your own. Um, and then I wrote, stop putting yourself above others. Visualize yourself shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I think what I was getting at is that, I don't know if this is just me or probably this is something that's everyone, is that I have a tendency to think a lot about myself. And even in the doing of good for others, I'm doing it because of some narrative. And I think this is why I'm so obsessed with Kavanah, because of some narrative about myself. Uh, about um, yourself being special. 
Yeah, like, it, it just, for me, you know, at the end of the day, it's me doing things for others, but me. Um, and I guess this is the, the more of the Kavanah that I, that I w- would want to have, is that why is it that I would be so, care so much about my own money and not uh, care as much about someone else's money? And imagine the, the way that I would act and feel if, Instead of thinking so much about my own uh, situation, I was able to completely sense every, the way everyone was feeling and act from that kind of place. Yeah, and it's funny because it says, Yehi mamon chavercha ke mamon cha. Right? So it's not that you should just care about your friend's money. It's that you should treat it as your own. And so I think that's like saying that mm. your friend is you. So it's important that you love yourself a lot. Yeah. Which is what you're getting out. So, so I, I don't think that's actually here. The no, Metapavna. it's not here. So we'll, we'll talk a little about uh, Sam Harris's Metapavna meditation, loving kindness meditation. So first he starts, pick someone close to you, uh, not a romantic, but arbitrary point, but well, important, but tangent point. Uh, pick someone who you could make yourself feel uh, deep, loving and kindness emotions as you wish them well. So pick someone very close to you and start wishing them the greatest things that you could wish them, their greatest dreams come true, happiness, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then once you start feeling deep within you love, move on to the next, move on to someone further out of your circle who it's harder to. And eventually when you're getting good at conjuring this feeling, turn it inwards on yourself and love yourself. So the order is extremely curious because, okay, someone that you love, good. Then extend it farther. You're working on your muscle. It's a, it's a reach. Yeah. And then the hardest one is back on yourself. Yeah, and maybe it's in that order because some people have difficulty loving themselves and, and not everyone, we don't. and we don't. <laughs> or we're also just saying that it's so important to love yourself because if you love yourself, you'll realize, at, when you realize you're part of the universe, that means loving the universe. Right, and there's a distinction between the the way that you between loving yourself and uh you know being egotistical yeah so so there must be some sort of distinction and i'm not positive if i can pinpoint it right now uh, between narcissism and this loving yourself i think i think this is more pure narcissism is like i don't i think narcissism could come from a place of insecurity in a way I mean, a bad narcissism. Correct. It's like you're, you're telling yourself, yes, you are special. The more afraid you grow, the bigger your ego gets because yeah. the ego is what makes you feel as if you're strong. Like I always say that anger is an emotion that you feel when you're weak. It looks like strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so ego is there like, no, you're not nothing because you're afraid to surrender to the nothingness that you are. Yeah, you're afraid to be nothing. So and instead, you build up this huge story about what you are. Oh, I'm special. I'm great. I'm a hero. I'm kind. Whereas self-love would be loving yourself in your as you are without a story, right? Yeah. Which is uh, which is more challenging, um, right? So you have this this idea that you would treat others' money like your money, or that the uh, the lowering of yourself, and I think that's why. I'm always obsessed with Kavanah because I notice that I put myself higher than other people. And even if I do a good action, I do it a lot of times because it's me doing the action and it's about some kind of story about me. And I guess what I envision being the ultimate is the true Kavanah where I don't have that story about myself anymore and where it's not about myself and where 
I act out of true empathy because I'm experiencing together with everyone and where I'm acting as if someone's money is mine because it is. There's no difference to me. There's no distinction. And think of, you know, the, the, the good that you could do in your actions but to other people if that was my mindset. And then also think of the way that I would feel because the things that bother me, I'm tired. That would not have the potential to touch me if I was living a part of this bigger story where other people are suffering in a much more profound way. I might be equally bothered, but instead of my concerns being these silly things, my circle of concerns, my circle of concerns can be these broader things. Um, and uh, I think that that would allow, that kavana would allow me to do better actions. And that kavana would also make me feel better, um, both. Yeah. So I, I think a, an interesting analogy is because we see this type of behavior within our own system as uh, individuals. Like you bruise, you, you bruise a body part and you'll go get ice, fill up your bags, so you're giving your time, giving mental energy, you hold it with your hand, your hand's getting cold and press the ice to the bruise. Mm-hmm. And so one part of your body is taking care of another part of your body. And so if we could view the world like that, if we could view the universe like that, like we're just a body part. Mm-hmm. And right, like the same relationship of a cell in our body to, to another cell, we we want them to be uh, brothers, loving. Right, and so we should go treat other people like that. Like we're yeah, we're the same. We're cells in the same body. So that someone else is down, go massage them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, bring them happiness. Right, it's worth sacrificing the amount it takes your hand. The small pain is going to save so much bruising in your knee. Something yeah. like that. And I, I know that that kavana exists. And I guess the, the message from this is there's two ways to have more of that kavana. And this is putting the kavana first. One is to, to ha- develop that ben adam calm relationship. This relationship with the universe, with the anonymity of things where you realize that however high you hold yourself, you can't be that high relative to this external makom, this, uh, you know, this power uh, that you know nothing about. How big could your story be? You're going to die in a blink of an eye. Um, and meditating on those things and developing that relationship and praying and all of those actions. And that's one way. Um, and then the other way is through the actions. By acting like other people's money matters to you as much as your own. By acting like other people's needs matter to you as much as your own. They will eventually matter to you yeah. as much as your own. Fueling the kavana. If I, if you put the kavana first, or fueling the actions, yeah, fueling if you put the benadam lachaverof, you put that first. Um, but this beautiful mesh of this benadam lamakom relationship that you utilize to find these kavanas that inspire you, and these actions that you use to affirm these kavanas and to bring new kavanas to your life, um, and ultimately moving to this dissolution of your ego, this surrendering um, to the moment and to the broader picture that you're a part of. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think we've, we finally understand, understand conceptually the Buddhist teachings. We understand a lot of things conceptually now. Um, the real question is, are we going to continue to perform these actions, these mitzvah? Um, are you as a listener going to listen to this um, and allow yourself to be moved and stimulated in all the right ways um, by our old... Uh, name of the podcast uh, our intellectual masturbation of you um or are you going to use this as an impetus uh, for action um and if you're along with us for the journey we assume it's the latter so uh thank you for joining us for another episode of cold cold plunge